Aloha and welcome to Native Believers, a podcast that honors our ancestors and Christ. Join us as we talk scripture and culture, how we can coexist and heal. We're not theologians. We're not pastors. We're your everyday women with a loud message to share. So join us as we talk story. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whatever brought you here, we're so grateful to welcome you into our Ohana. This episode is a part two of the verse 1 John 4:18. In part one, we talk about how to love ourselves. And in part two, we dive into loving others, especially those that we find it most difficult to love. How do we let prayer guide that healing? and to see one another for our truth. Even when it's scary, remember that God's love casts out all fear. Now, let's take a nice, long, cleansing, deep breath and open up in prayer. A moment of silence as we get our pres- ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to just reach all of our listeners. Lord, we just ask that um, Holy Spirit, you come. And as we speak on this topic of love, Lord, that you just fill us with abundance of love and overflowing of love that we can just reach our our listeners and Lord, I just ask that not only do you teach us how to love ourselves, but also, Lord, teach us and show us how to love everyone else and every single one of your children, Father God. Um, And as always, Lord, we just thank you so much for this opportunity and this moment uh, to be able to do this. And in Jesus' name, we all said. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So I'm going to read, this is part two of um, this kind of uh, series, I guess you can say. It's part one, if you go back in the episodes, comes right before this. And we're looking at 1 John 4.18. Um, and last time we talked a lot about uh, love for ourselves. So this time we're just going to go a little bit further with it and talk about the love, uh, loving others. So I'm going to reread it, uh, just in case you weren't able to listen to the last episode just now. So first John 418 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So, you said, Miley, you wanted to talk a little bit about the question that we left our listeners with on the the, the last episode. Yes. Um, so, aloha, everybody. I know uh, that the question that we left our listeners with the last episode was kind of just like, how are you loving in your life in pure love, pure, pono, uh, godly love? 
for others, for other people. And I know the last episode, I kind of touched base um, and gave an example of like, say, if you have a coworker that you dislike, or if you think of, um, if you think of somebody in your life that it is just so difficult for you, they just irk your last nerve or whatever it may be. Um, and, and one thing that a friend has told me is pray for them pray for them. I have this one particular coworker that I just really struggle with. Um, and I go to my other friends, uh, my other coworkers, and I'm just like, I just really struggle with this individual. And the response one time that uh, my friends told me was pray for her. Um, and that was just so difficult for me. I just could not do that. Um, so, so I, I think, but I think that's great advice. You know, when you think, because when you're praying for somebody, you're never, I think, going to pray and wish ill on them and be like, Lord, can you please just make this person have the worst, worst day? day? You know, it's like, yeah, of course. You're going to pray and, and be like, Lord, like, please save them. Please, you know, bless them with a good day. Bless their finances. Bless da 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 but if there's somebody that it just is really, so I think that's, I guess the point of me bringing it up is that it's kind of like, I think that that's a really good rule of thumb for you to kind of check your intentions and see um, if, if what you are wishing upon this person is Pono or not. Can you bring yourself to purely pray and love for this person in, in, in a very like pure, godly, loving way? And if not, and if you're struggling with it, then that's where you can kind of identify and become aware of like the bitterness or pilakia that you have inside of you that we kind of touched based on Mm -hmm. um, last last time. Yeah, I love that idea. I actually did that today. Like, and it's so funny. I know. I know. It's funny because you're so right. When you phrase it in a prayer way, um, you know, because you're, you're, you know, setting it before God. Yeah. You're not going to be like, get them, do the worst thing for them. So it's interesting how just by putting the intention of it, okay, this is a prayer. It automatically shifts your energy to like being from like wishing ill on them to blessing and, and actually like, God, can you work through, can you heal? Can you, uh, and so that's exactly what I, this morning when I was like frustrated, um, I was like, God, can you, and at first I was like, you know, work through them and make sure that they, you know, it's all about them. And like, and then it was like, well, I guess work through me too. <laughs> you know, like give me, give me the patience that I need. And then, and then I just kept saying, um, God, help me to love them the way that they deserve. Help me to love them the way you love them. And I was just kept repeating that over and over. And then Soraya, my daughter is in the back, mommy, how come? And I'm like, I'm praying to God right now. Don't worry about it. God's got it. Like she was trying to help. I'm like, don't worry about it. God's got it. But yeah, how, um, how putting it in that prayer form and putting it at God's feet is like, okay, you do the healing, but it also forced me to open up my heart and say, actually like work on me too, (laughs) you know? Um, but that phrase, that phrase, uh, the idea of help me to love them 
the way they deserve, the love that they deserve. Help me to love them the way you love them. That is so hard. <laughs> like yes. right now, right? Like think of somebody that just is like, whether that's a relative, like a parent, or that's, um, you know, a, a sibling or a coworker, or even someone from your past, like a an ex. Um, like if you can think of them, and then if you can say, God, help me to love them the way you love them. Help me to see them the way you see them. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, that's hard. And that's, yeah, for sure. And that was, um, for me, like sharing my experience, I have in the past uh, with my family, with my family, it's kind of like, well, they're my family. I love them. Um, so my prayers in the past have always been like, okay, God, give me your eyes to see them how you see them, because we are all children of God. We all have like the divine in us and then, you know, Christ, God that lives in each of us. But a lot of times when it's a family member and I'm just like, I don't see it. I'm, you are not showing me the God in you right now. Um, so then I pray and I'm just like, God, give me your eyes to see them how you see them. Because mm-hmm. you, God, can always see and identify the goodness in them. You know, um, right. you know that there's good in them. But when it comes, when it's an outside family member, I've always struggled so much more. <laughs> when it's an outside family member and it's like um, a classmate or a co-worker or even like, the grocery store girl like the clerk at the grocery store something like that like just something in so quick um that is always a lot more difficult for me to to pray for them and for me to pray in a way to where I'm reminding myself that they are a child of God Mm -hmm. and there's divine goodness and God in them and and for me to ask and pray to God to be like Lord just remind me of that mm-hmm. like I, I very quickly go to like oh whatever like they just Ugh, you know <laughs> so, so and I think one thing that's really important is um, in, in this discussion is remembering that every single human being is a child of God and no matter how much you may think that this person is just the worst person murderers pedophiles um you know whatever whatever it is like people that have done um the worst sins adultery and you're just like they're just such a bad person how they can how can they possibly do that like regardless of what they have done they are still a child of God mm-hmm. yes they're they still deserve that love and that respect and there's yes. still goodness in them. Um, and I think that's really important to always remember. And for me, when I'm checking my intentions, I always have to bring myself back to that. And God is just always so very kindly gives me mm. a very friendly reminder <laughs> of, of that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it's like knowing their truth as a teacher. So as an educator and uh, I'm trained in special education, um, there's, we oftentimes get a lot of behaviors. And so um, the children will have a lot of behaviors and it's, it's, we were taught child first and then the behavior. So I wouldn't say something like, oh, the, uh, uh, you know, 
if if we if we were to use like autism, if I, I wouldn't say the autistic boy, I would say the boy with autism, um, because child first and then the behavior that they are not the behavior. They are not that is that that behavior is a mask to something deeper. And so it's like stay to the truth. The truth is that this is a child. In our case, we're saying a child of God. That's the truth. And then, you know, they might be showing uh, this this certain kind of behavior that um, and we might even be perceiving it in a way that's that's a behavior like, did you see the way she looked at me? And that could just be how she's, you know, but because we have this perception and we've had these experiences that we're bringing that says when someone looks at me, that means X, Y, Z. But that could not even be the case. Like I'm I'm pushing my own insecurities onto somebody else. Um so, but, but anyways, it's like, what is their truth? And, you know, they might be having a bunch of other experiences that are showing and displaying this behavior, but underneath all that, they truly are a child of God. And how can I um, empower that piece? How can I further, um, you know, like I think of it as like a flame or a spark. How can I further ignite that? Um, and I think we need more of that, you know, like, I feel like we need more igniting and, and it, and it takes, it takes a lot to, to, to be able to say, you know, I want to see their truth. They may be showing all of this, but I want to see their truth. Yes. Yeah. And that's, and I like that. I really, really love that concept and that concept, I think just really like resonates with me and it kind of just really like puts it in a nice package very nicely, I guess you can say. Well, because I'm sure like, like you must, uh, like in your job field, right? Like I'm sure, or just in in New York Spins, it has come across people who maybe uh, like what they're showing is not necessarily their true selves, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, So what I do, I work with um, as a crisis counselor for domestic violence and sexual assault victims. And, um, but not only with, my clientele and the clients that I work with and and the individuals that I work with, but also within myself. Like also when I just reflect it back to me, I look at myself 10 years ago, eight years ago, however many years ago. And um, I see that I did not allow my truth to show like what I would put out and what I allowed to be seen from the other person was not my truth, but that doesn't mean that my truth wasn't there. So I really like like how the concept of like ignite and empower and like feed that, like feed your truth. Um, and I'm so blessed for, um, I guess, the ability to be able to look through what is not true. Look through when I'm like speaking to a person, an individual, a client, a resident that I have in front of me, I'm able to look through that and see this facade that they may be putting up and see their truth. You know, it's very, very difficult, mm. but uh, <laughs> that's kind of, like, that's what you, that's what I think everybody would strive to do. If everybody could do that, then the yeah. world would be so much better because then you're so really, you're eliminating judgment you're eliminating um comparison you're eliminating Mm. just all of these things that can lead to 
dishonesty, you know, when you're, mm-hmm. and you're seeking out the truth to get to the core of it. But it's very difficult. Even for that individual, it's very difficult because then they have to become aware and acknowledge their truth. Um, and sometimes that's very unfamiliar and that's un- mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And for them to just sit in that um, can be difficult, mm-hmm. you know. It's interesting because, you know, going back to the, the scripture, it says there's no fear in love. But it's funny because we're like, um, that's pretty fearful. <laughs> yes. I, that's, I'm pretty scared. And so for it to say, like, um, the one who fears is not made perfect in love. And it's like. Uh, but but wait but wait I want to be made perfect in love so it's like okay I I know that I am perfect in love because I I am a child of God and I am you know uh, uh, I have God's love so it's like hence do not fear because you are perfect yes. in love so there is yeah. no need to fear no punishment can come out of you loving too much no yes. punishment can come out of you loving too much. You know what I mean? Like that's, there's no punishment here. (laughs) Please. If you think you're loving, love more. (laughs) Yeah. And then further down, it says, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. And it's kind of like a lot, you know, again, it's like kind of that name calling of like, and, and words of affirmation are my love language. So to hear these words of like, you're a liar or, you know, you're, if you're fearful, you're not made per. It's like, but wait a second. Like, I don't want to be a liar. So it's yeah. like that hypocrite or so it's, it's, um, it's like, no, wait, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that person. Uh, I'm not a liar. I'm not a hypocrite. I'm, I'm, uh, and so it's like, how can I stay in that, on that side of the road, on the road that is a, a loving and, you know, not, not a liar. I do, I do love and I love hard. I, I also, you know, you brought up comparison and I think that's a really big thing as well. Um, So, and I'm sure maybe we can do something later on about that, but because there's a lot there, I think, especially with like social media and stuff, there's so much comparing going on. So it's like loving your brother and sister and honoring where they're at and saying, I love you for you. I love me for me. I'm not good. I don't love you. And and then I'm going to try and be you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I think that that just like connects and ties in so well with like our part one as well, because you cannot love them for them without loving you for you, because if you can love them for them, but if you don't love you for you first, then you're just going to continue to try to be them because you love them that much. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I wanted to just kind of touch on First um, John four eighteen, the last portion that reads, "The one who fears is not made perfect in love." And kind of like what you were talking about, and just kind of piggyback on that real quick and make a quick point, um, because it says, "The one who fears is not made perfect in love." And you kind of mentioned like, "Well, then if I fear, then I'm not made perfect in love." But one thing that God always speaks to me because fear is real and I fear a lot, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that God always tells me is that you do not have to fear because I am with you. So a lot of times when I'm in that moment of fear um, and I'm afraid to do whatever, I forget that God is with me mm-hmm. in everything that I do. And when I am reminded that he is with me, 
then God's love, um, you know, and it just really ties into this topic and our part one as well, that like God loves a pure hundred percent of God's love casts out all fear. So mm. when I am reminded that God is with me in every step of the way and every moment, and yes, I am in a moment of fear and fear is real, but God is here, then there is no fear because mm. God casts out all fear and there is no reason to fear. There is no need to fear mm. um, because he is with me. And then I'm able to walk through those moments of struggle because I am reminded and reassured and validated that God is with me in everything that I do in every step of the way. And I think that that was like a really important point to make so that you and I and all of our listeners are reminded that um, we're not saying that you're not going to have fear. Like, honey girl, you're going to come <laughs> across fear. It's real. It's going to happen. But you need to remember that God is with you in everything that you do and God's love casts out all fear and you right. can get through those moments of fear with him. Right. You know? I, my mantra in those moments of fear has recently been like, you've already won the war. I keep mm-hmm. thinking there's a war. No, it's already done. You've already won it. And so right. if you've already, if you've already done the hard work, why do I keep, you know, rubbing salt in a, in a wound that's not even there? Like it's enough already. It's done. Stop trying to make a, 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 you know, what is that phrase? Like kick a dead horse or whatever. It's like, there's yeah. no use. There's no use. Stop wasting your energy. The war has already been won. So just do you. Um, and that's exactly in, in the Bible, in my Bible, um, in the caption, it says, as love for God increases, it drives out fear. And so it's really, it's it, kind of what you're saying is like, uh, you know, say you have this container and you it's filled with fear. Um, you're in this situation like, um, you know, whether that's uh, in, with somebody that you're, you, you don't always uh, see eye to eye with. Um, and, you, you know, your first instinct is to defend yourself or to react or to. And so there's this fear. There's this kind of like fight or flight coming up. Um, and so you have this container that is just made up of all this fear but if you were to start to um, put the presence of God in that container, that fear is diminishes, if not completely, you know, just evaporates and is completely gone. Like God transforms that into just that pure love. So it's like, can you in that moment... You have to visualize that container of fear, and it, but it, can you instead say, God, love, God, fill this with love, fill this with your love, because it will drive out that fear. Um, and then you can, you know, respond from that, from that place, um, from, you know, with your container filled with God's love. So it's so true is, is God's love drives out that fear. And there's, there really is nothing to fear because he has already won the war. Yes. Yes. So good. Amen. Amen.